Hello and welcome to uh, another edition of uh, Tech Plus. It's uh, Jan with you as well as Kane for the next 60 minutes discussing the week's biggest tech stories. Kane, uh, welcome back in the studio. How's it going? Doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, man. It's been a long week. It's been a long week, but I can't complain about summer weeks, eh? There's just something special about a summer week. I just can't knock you. Yeah, was it summer this week? Basically, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to winter times, you know, where it starts getting darker around oh, yeah, this time. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, when it's like, uh, when, you know, when, when very it dark takes really at five. long to get uh, light in the morning, really late. Um, I mean, it's really dark really early in the evenings. No, I operate better in the, in the, in the lighter days, you know. And load shedding has improved as well this week. So there was more light in our lives as well. In general, yeah. In evening general. and day. Yeah. <laughs> more light. It's a brighter future. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been good. Eh? I mean, I can't say that the load shedding has been, it's been horrible this week. It's been really actually quite, um, it's, been, it's been all right. But Friday, Friday, nothing. Yeah. And today, nothing. Nothing. Just the way we like it, and I get nerve. I get more nervous when there's nothing than yeah. when there's a little Just bit. Just a stage one or so, yeah. Yeah, you know the it's occasional like eight to ten p.m. and the occasional you know two to four. That's all right with me. When it starts like going days without there being like a significant load shed, then I know okay, here's something's gonna happen we're gonna have you know some serious outages don't sell your inverter just yet (laughs) never i'm gonna (laughs) gonna be buried with that thing (laughs) so so another interesting week in tech i mean uh the war in israel and uh palestine has been all over uh the news this week so i you know it kind of like it felt to me it felt like the tech news was like on the back burner you know like Everything's just war and and missiles and all that kind of stuff. It is. There's a lot of there's a lot of conflict at the moment, eh? and it kind of makes you feel like you've gone backwards in time. I thought we were past. Very scary, this. eh? It is very scary. Just buildings crumbling. They're just standing there, and the next moment, bam! There's this airstrike. Thing comes out of nowhere. And it's crazy because it's really evolved so much. You know, I think if we went back 50 years or whatever. And there's some sort of you know conflict going on. There's a couple missiles, but in, the, in this case, you know, there's thousands of them. Yeah, there's thousands of missiles, and with Israel basically vowing to to absolutely decimate Gaza to make sure there's no Hamas left standing from it. Plus, the the overall Hamas attack on Israel, it's all just very sad. Hey, and taking innocent people, kidnapping them, kidnapping killing them. them. I mean, it's horrific. But even the you know the land the 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 land control by Israel is also quite a hard thing to stomach if you look at it over the last six, uh, sixty years. Yeah, if you go in deeper, it gets very complicated. It gets very complicated, very technical, and uh, you just can't help but realize, okay, it's not just one single thing that's going wrong. Yeah, here. it's like it's a it was a bit of a build effect. up. Yeah, yeah, and it was bound to happen eventually. You know, the things that Israel were doing wasn't right. The things that Hamas were doing wasn't right. And mm, again, they're, they're right. They're, yeah, they're it's still they're still making war crimes okay you know they're still targeting um densely populated regions i think gaza has 2.2 million people and i think it's one of the most densely populated areas in the world and uh you know you're you're targeting hospitals you're targeting residential high-rise buildings you're you're targeting places that have high numbers of population in it there's going to be a lot of civilian casualties that's you know that's that's very dangerous 
ground to be playing on. And a lot of young people at that music festival, they just got carried away. Oh, yeah. Like, they just picked them up and kidnapped them, you know? No, it's definitely... and you know, Very sad to see the world like that. And the crazy thing is, I've spoken about Israel a lot, you know, and they have some of the most sophisticated defensive technologies mm. on the planet. I mean, you even look at um, some of the ways that Palestinians have to get into Israel, sometimes even just to get to their house, you know. They have to go through basically like a turning a turntable um, there's cameras there's everything they know who they are before they even approach there to, so to actually successfully infiltrate it is quite a feat um, at the same time so there's a lot of speculation like how did they even get in but those you know? airstrikes were they from drones land there were there were land-based missiles shot so launched from from the land in gaza into the sky down into into israel then there was also planes. There's airstrikes. Israel, I know, has, has done airstrikes. What if they use drones? There's definitely the use of drones. I mean, I, mm. the, there's, a, there's the Iron Man defense system in Israel, which basically stops, I'd say, 99.8% of the missiles. At one stage, mm. I think last year we were talking about it, and they were stopping, I think, 8,000 missiles a month from entering the area. Wow. And there was only eight anti-missile vehicles stationed around Israel defending 8,000 missiles a month. That is quite a, quite a process. So there's definitely some layers to this that, that we don't quite understand as, as people yeah, looking you're at right. it. Mm. And, and it's very difficult to stand and pick a side. I mean, we even saw in South Africa, there was an incident I saw uh, going past social media where there was a bunch of people standing up for Palestine. Oh, yeah. And then one guy rocked up with an Israel flag. Oof. And um, and police had to actually escort him I'm sure. away from the area because it caused such a <laughs> was such he a suicidal? I don't know what. And he was wearing these glasses that just were the wrong. The man was in the wrong place. Oh no! At the wrong time, intentionally. Yeah, it's just not a. It's not a great place. Eh? It makes me sad to see the war. Ukraine. We see that that's an ongoing thing, and it kind of get turns into something that it happens, and people just live their lives. I mean, what are we in South Africa going to do about it? How are we going to? What we're going to raise our hands? We're going to have protests. It is so difficult to stop the snowball effect. It's like it's like stopping a river. You know what do we're you do? We're quite blessed to be, you know, in peace here. We are. Now. I mean, yes, we've got load shedding. Yes, we've got crime, but at least we don't have war. No. Lots to be grateful for. No, we don't have, you know, missiles just raining Imagine that us. fear worrying every night in your house that something's going to just come out of nowhere. And you know, I feel really bad for the people of, of um, Gaza and the Palestines as well. I feel bad for Israel. I've had times, you know, I've had friends that, that were Israeli and we would play video games or something and then we would play online. And then all of a sudden you just hear sirens, you know, going off in the oh, background. Wow. That's scary. And then they just stand up and leave. So if you're a person who was playing online with one of these people, they just, you hear the sirens, they stop what they're doing and they, they leave. Yeah. So you're listening still. You still hear their mic. That's scary. And then you know it's important because people don't just get up no. and leave their games. No. Know? And just say, don't say goodbye. It's just then you up, know it's go, boom, They're out yeah. of there and then the mic's still on and you hear the sirens and you hear, um, um, you hear like all sorts of stuff. And it's very, very scary. Wow. Just hearing it, just being like, you know, thousands of kilometers away, but bearing ear to it is, is, is quite scary. Um, but you know something that isn't scary is Netflix is going to be opening some retail stores. 
Why? Retail stores. Netflix. Did you ever think that? It's like, that's crazy. But what would you like buy there? So Netflix plans to launch several brick and mortar stores where customers can buy merchandise from its hit shows, have a meal and participate in live experiences. This was something that was reported by Bloomberg. For a moment there, I thought you were going to go, it's going to be like a Mr. Video. (laughs) Imagine, like, what's the point then? Can you imagine? imagine going back to those days again? I wouldn't mind actually, but I mean, you go into the store, you take the. You remember, remember, like V's video. They even yeah. stopped having the boxes. You don't take the box. You take like a little piece of wood. Yes. You go exchange your wood for DVD. Now you That's go exchange a, your your wood for USB. <laughs> you take a USB home. Yeah. Madness. Okay, so it's more merchandise and all that kind of stuff. It's merchandise. Okay. It's okay, meals. Cool. So it's going to be dubbed Netflix House. And the first two locations will feature a Squid Games-based obstacle course and live performances. The in-house restaurant will serve food and drinks featured on Netflix's unscripted food-based reality shows. Its menu will range from fast casual to high-end dining, and the Netflix house locations will also offer rotating art installations based on popular shows and several other activities. Josh Simon, a vice president of consumer products at Netflix, told Bloomberg that the company is planning the physical stores because its customers love to immerse themselves in the world of our movies and TV shows. Now, that's very interesting. And the streaming company has opened several pop-up experiences globally in the past to let customers celebrate shows like Stranger Things. However, Netflix House will celebrate the company's entire library of content. Netflix says the first two stores will open in the US in 2025, with more global outlets to come at a later date. It's probably a good idea to open it in uh, in the US first. I think it could work there. I'm not too sure about I agree. About here. Well, here, I mean, we have like, what, 60 million or 70 million populace, um, and in America it's about 300 million. So at least in America you're already... You know, f- almost three and a half times a larger, yeah. um, actually three times larger uh, audience, possibly. And uh, who doesn't want to go see a Squid Game based obstacle course? I would actually. As I long would. as no one's dying. Nice no, fun weekend. Yeah, no, no deaths, eh? Just. <laughs> and, the, and there's a Squid Game um, reality show coming as well. Yeah, but no dying. Also, no dying as well. Strictly, <laughs> strictly come not dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, and you know, let's talk about Uber Eats for a second. So, have you ever used Uber Eats? No. You've used Uber, though? Yes, I used it today, in fact. You know what blew, blew my mind is, before Netflix came to Nasna, Netflix was available... Uh, um, before Netflix, before What's Uber... Like <laughs> before <laughs> Uber came to Nasna. Before okay. Uber came to Nasna, it was available in Plet. And, yeah. sp- and specifically not Uber, as in I'll take you from A to E, but Uber Eats yeah, was available in Plet. Now, I don't know if it was an app-based error because I'd never actually ordered Uber Eats from Plet. So I can't be certain that this is true, but you could most certainly place an order on Uber Eats in Plet the last time I checked. And uh, there's no Uber in Plet. Then Uber came to Nasner, And I thought, okay, cool. Is Uber Eats a Nasner? No. So now Plet has Uber Eats, but no Uber. And Nasna has no Uber. As Uber, but no Uber Eats. Okay, so we, yeah, we've got Uber, but, but no not Uber, Uber Eats. Eats. And Plet has Uber Eats, but no Uber. I mean, how does That's that even happen? How does that even happen? Plet does have vocabs, though, and Is some of the other like cab companies. Okay. Whereas um, we do have some, but it's not as, you know, it's not as uh, obvious as something like vocabs. So, 
this Uber Eats has started um, allowing users to bundle items from two restaurants. So in the past, you were only able to make an order from one restaurant. Then you would have to place another order from another restaurant and another order from another restaurant if that's how you were going to do it. But one thing that they've launched now, which I think people you know would, would appreciate, is the ability to bundle items from two restaurants, takeaway outlets, liquor shops, or convenience stores in one order. So you can make an order for, let's say, um, let's say some KFC, and then you can order like from your Asian restaurant, and then you can also order some alcohol from the liquor store, and then you can order maybe a vape from the convenience store. Oh, okay. And it can all get delivered to you in one order. That poor driver, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel Collecting. for the driver. But Collecting. how 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 are people doing it at the moment? If you can't do it like that one order and then another order and then another so when we went to Joburg um, we love going to Joburg because there's Uber Eats there so we Mm -hmm. would order like um, Krispy Kreme and Boba tea. Oh, nice. All these. So we'd arrive in Joburg and then the next day we'd start placing our orders and like seven people would rock up because we'd be ordering from all these oh. different places. So it'd be like one delivery driver and then three minutes later another delivery driver and then four minutes later another one. And you end up running up and down, wow. you know, the street the whole time to fetch these orders. So now obviously it will be bundled. Pity Good. though is it's only starting in the US. So if it works in the US, oh. they'll bring it here. Yeah, okay. So not this year then. But nothing for Maybe us to be sad about because we don't even have Uber Eats. No. We had... What What do you do if you want a, a takeaway? In <laughs> <laughs> uh, fairness, I'll order from somewhere that does takeaway, like Chatters. Especially shout out to Chatters. Some of the best pizza that, in my opinion, at least one of my favorite pizzas. So we'll order from somewhere like Chatters. Sometimes KFC has delivery. You, it's like not always on. It's the weirdest thing. It's like available more in the week than it is on the weekend from what I've seen. But you can order takeaway from KFC. And then... Uh, there, there was also and another one now. Apparently, Mr. D Delivery is in Neisner with one or two restaurants. I've yet to see it, but someone has said that to me. There's also another uh, another takeaway restaurant in this area called Delhi Fast, I believe, where you can order from from one or two places. I think 34 Degrees South is partnered with Delhi Fast, so you can order from Delhi Fast. And if I really can't decide, maybe I want some spur or something, then I'll actually order an Uber to spur, get it and... Hey, that's clever. You're not a bad idea. Hey? That's actually quite clever. Well, it's a bit of a mission like literally though. Literally going to, to the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And how long do you wait then? Because no, now they have to make well, it. Well, you see, this is where it gets interesting. Now. Okay. So. And you might as well just sit there and so, eat so, it. So you could drive all the way. I would get way. too hungry and I would just eat it right there. Exactly. You could drive <laughs> all the way, let's say all the way to spur and you place your order. Okay. And then you wait 20 minutes and then hope. Then you've got to order another uber back and sometimes the later it gets uber sometimes disappears so you could get stranded yeah, waiting for your order there you are at spur so then you 10 have o'clock in the evening <laughs> good night <laughs> i'm gonna sleep here wake up in the morning at spur have breakfast no and then option number two is also high adrenaline because now you place the order from the restaurant uh-huh. and you wait 20 minutes uh-huh. and now you try to book an uber oh, that no. goes there stops there and comes back but what happens if the ubers are gone yeah. So it's not a perfect system. It doesn't it's like work. It's a big gamble. <laughs> it's, no matter how you calculate it, it's a risk. And the Uber. But you tried it. I've and tried it. Worked. it. Yeah, I've come right once or twice, but okay. I've also not come right. So I've like decided that's not the best. Like the it's, Uber driver's waiting and the kitchen's still busy with it. Oh, I've had that before I arrive, and then the Uber driver's waiting, and I'm just like regretting my. How long life. do they wait, by the way? I've always Shame wondered. Because they can message you. Long. 
you but sh- how long will they wait before they actually say no sorry bye bye I, I think it depends on the patience of the particular driver I think they can and be how busy they are and how busy they are yeah. and how much money they feel like they're losing because yeah. <clears throat> I don't think until you get in the car I, can't, I don't think they can see where you're going oh okay yeah so it might be only once they arrive at the at the destination or only once you get in the car and once they start the trip because you can actually start the trip once they start the trip then I think they can see where they're going so they, I would I mean if, you, if I leave a guy waiting five minutes I really won't be upset if he just leaves mm. like you know I think a yeah. minute two minutes go is, beyond five is reasonable yeah. amount of time to wait um, especially if they're stopping at you I think if you're doing a stop I think you would try and keep it mi- maximum I would feel as fair as five minutes you know these yeah. guys are busy I they agree. need to make money you yeah. know? No, I feel I'm terrible you. when it's longer than that absolutely and then we take a look at uh, before we hop to to the music break we have a very interesting piece of news from uh, my broadband that uh, covered a survey that was done by um, iTrader or AutoTrader, apologies. AutoTrader did a survey where they um, spoke to 2,400 visitors to their website and they did a survey to find out what these individuals want from electric cars for them to be more inclined to buy it. So, this really means what does South Africa need to do? What type of vehicle do we need to have um, in order for more South Africans to adopt electric vehicles based on a survey of 2,400 people? So it's not like the biggest survey ever, but it's a great sample. So many of South Africans apparently plan to buy an electric car in the future. However, most will only do it if it offers at least 500 kilometers of range, can charge to full in under four hours, and costs under half a million rand mm. it is tight man that's very tight we've covered some electric cars their range is from like 300 to 450 kilometers most of the time yeah. i've seen one or two like 550 600 really like high end so we can maybe we can hit the 500 kilometers of range i believe that the 500 kilometers of range will become less and less if the charging speed can increase and the amount of electric charges can increase as well because there's not many. You're really taking a risk if you decide to drive from Neisner to Bloemfontein and back on a single charge in an electric vehicle. Like There is very low odds that you're going to find an electric charging station, in my opinion. So, But maybe if you're in Cape Town, it's much better. So the 500-kilometer range, I think, is, is a fair amount of range considering our infrastructure, and we have a lot of open space, eh? Mm-mm. Yeah. We have a lot of space in between towns. We're not just town, town, For town, now, town, town. Yeah. We, I wonder what it's going to look like in 10, 20 years. Eh? When I flew into Paris, that's where I got an idea of what a really well-built area is. I mean, it's just, it's just buildings and, and road and no neighborhoods. Spaces. For as far as you can see while you're 20,000 feet in the sure. air. In, uh, in, in George, you can see that a little bit. It's not quite like Cape Town or Joburg, but it's condensed. It's a lot of urbanization. Mm-hmm. It's widespread. It's a very large area. You'll be surprised. I mean, you see George from the air, and you don't think it's the George we know, yeah. you know, as it's wow. growing up here. So the other thing that they wanted was under four hours full charge. I mean, that's a, I mean if that's if there's no load shedding, maybe. <laughs> if you can get the four hours, that's one thing. But to do it with a load shedding, that's another. And the cost under 500000 I think that is the most difficult to hit. I mean, these electric cars are coming in 900000 1.2 million. You know, you might be able to find it in that price range secondhand. Like, that's really where you're most likely to find that kind of price range. But it's a very low price range. You're basically asking for... Um, a thousand rand per kilometer of range that's what they're willing to pay a thousand rand per kilometer of range um, 
it's not that bad actually hey i mean if you could pay if you could get an electric car and the and the amount that you were charged was a thousand rand per kilometer of range i think people would be inclined to be i'd be inclined to be like okay maybe i've got 180 kilometers of range maybe that i'll try to work out a deal like that um, <laughs> yeah but no I mean, that's that's what they said but they're rolling out a lot of new stations all over south africa new charging stations for the evs uh, I see they're going to add, uh, like, I think 100 more before the end of the year, and then like 300 more next year. We're actually going to stand corrected when we come back from the break. Fantastic. Let's go for some music. In the back of the bar, you're talking to me with the lights on. You told me love don't exist. And if it does, it doesn't last long. And in the city, hits. Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus. It's Jan and Kane with you. And uh, we are talking about uh, this week's biggest tech stories. Kane, uh, just before uh, we listen to some music, we uh, spoke about uh, the EV charging stations, the electric vehicle charging stations, and uh, how they're adding a few more before the end of 2023, and how they're planning to add a couple of hundreds uh, of them next year. And that's here in South Africa on all the major routes, uh, including here along the coast. Uh, so w- what's the latest? What's what's happening with that? Great question. So electric charging stations are probably one of the second biggest factors for people adopting an electric vehicle in South Africa. One is, you know, can it go far enough? Um, and will it will it cost me a lot? I mean, the, the, I have a friend in, uh, in, in Europe who owns a Tesla and they had a puncture. Mm. And uh, because they need specialized wheels for the car because it's a very heavy car with all those batteries 
you need a special type of wheel. I think there's a four-week waiting list for those wheels. Mm. So can you imagine you get a puncture and you're waiting four weeks for a new tire? I wouldn't mean, count on roadside assistance. <laughs> Even with roadside <laughs> assistance, they're just going to tow you home. God yeah. ask them to tow you places. So. No, man. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. So there's definitely some growing pains. But one of the biggest growing pains, obviously, is electric charging stations. Mm. We need it, especially in South Africa. Um, and we need electric charging stations as frequent as we need petrol stations. Yeah. To totally honest. Mm. If Absolutely. we can actually give every petrol station an electric charging station, yeah. we're winning. Yeah. That's the best route. I think that should be the goal. So South Africa's public electric vehicle or EV charging network is set for a major upgrade with just one big operator adding 150 new charging stations over the next year and three months. So my broadband recently spoke to Rubicon, the energy's head of e-mobility, Greg Blanford, about the company's plans for EV charges for the rest of 2023 and 2024. In addition to being the official distributor of the Tesla Powerwall and Tesla Wall Connector products in South Africa, Rubicon offers a wide range of alternative energy products like inverters, batteries and solar panels. It was also the first company in South Africa to import a Tesla Model X and a Model Y into South Africa. That is hmm. Rubicon. So they rolled out its first public EV charges in South Africa about a year ago. And at the time of uh, my broadband's interview with Brantford, they had grown that to 94 sites. So in South Africa right now, Rubicon alone has 94 electric charging sites, which actually is not so bad, especially if you know, you're looking at something like Cape Town, it's probably like 30, 35. Mm, mm. You might go a ways to, to get there, but the beauty of, uh, I think, an electric car that people often forget comparing it to something like a traditional petrol car is you can actually refuel your electric car at home. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can't do that at home. With it refills car. automatically at night, technically. Mm, right? Mm. Um, you could refill your car at home. Like you could carry enough petrol, but yeah, it's but not nobody, the same. Nobody's doing no. that. No, especially like, you know, petrol is not a fun thing to play around with. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. smells heavy. But I would also be a bit, you know, worried at night if I leave my EV charging. You know, there's always that risk of a explosion or a fire. And I mean, we, we've seen what, what EVs look like when they go up in flames. Yeah. Imagine your whole house gone. Not good. So you really don't I think want something we might to go see wrong that. with that. We might see that more and more with the EVs. So Rubicon was also one of the first uh, people to partner with Audi, which which allowed them to install the country's first 200 kilowatt hour charging station at the Mall of Africa. It's quite a, yeah, it's quite a lot of power. I mean, my inverter is 2.7 kilowatt hour. Test <laughs> this is 200 sure. kilowatt hour. It's a lot of power, and uh, that's that's the news for electric cars at the moment. There's another big uh, news story also this week regarding solar. Oh, really? Uh, a solar space farm designed to orbit above the Earth could be operational by as soon as 2035. So that's wow. in 12 years' time. Okay, we'll still and be do they, around. Do they run a cable from orbit down? <laughs> How do they no, get No, listen, power? this is fantastic, hey? Technology firm Space Solar, based in Oxfordshire in the UK, says the project could contribute to Britain's energy supply in the future. Hopefully they'll share the two-kilometer-long farm of solar panels would send energy to receivers on Earth, much in the same way as mobile phone signals. So it's going to be beamed down. Oh, but listen, Kane, wait for it. The best part of it all is up in space where it is. The sun is shining 24-7. Yeah. There's no nighttime like down here. 
you know very true like here we we can't have solar panels charging at night because of, because it's evening no but then technically if if we manage to keep the solar panels that are orbiting the earth in geostationary orbit no it wouldn't be geostationary orbit it'd have to be free-flowing orbit and it would have to move in the opposite direction of the earth to, to stay in the sun while the earth moved it's gonna have to beam to so many different locations to keep that power coming if you think about it well that's their problem for them to <laughs> for it to stay in the sun 24 7 the earth has to be the one that's moving you're right and if the earth doesn't think of that if the earth is the one that's <laughs> moving who's receiving the power while the, the other side of the earth is in the dark Good, good point. Hey, good point. Oh, I didn't think of that. We'll be but like, they okay. must fix that. So for, for like seven and a half minutes every single day, the UK <laughs> solar array is going to give me a little bit of power. <laughs> it's going to charge up my inverter that's, battery. That's a very good point. I wonder what's going to happen. I'm yeah. so interested. Thank goodness you found that. That's so interesting. Yeah, well, they must sort that problem out. I'd love I'm to sure they've got a fix. Yeah. They must have an idea about it. I mean, there's even there's technology right now that has that beaming technology, which would be imagine you fasten a wireless charger to your ceiling fan. Okay, gives you just a good idea of the placement of that in the middle of the room at the top of the ceiling. Um, you have this little um, wireless charger. It can charge your phone while you walk around, but the way that it charges it is for me it's terrifying okay because because it beams that energy down oh no okay so it goes through your skull no that's the thing if it hits you it's gonna it's gonna do damage it's gonna radiate you so it's not that beam of charging a power is not supposed to hit an organic mass so what they do is they have like a little infrared sensor on the device that's being charged oh, okay and every time that infrared sensor makes contact with that has an open sight to the to the charging device on the ceiling it beam powers it and if you put your hand in front of it then it stops but i mean in my opinion i walk around back and forth when i'm on phone calls and stuff like that and all this time while i'm walking back and forth it's like on and off power to my, i'm sure to somehow <laughs> you're going to get some of that radiation yeah, and your toad's going to be like charging concerning. not charging charging not charging charging which is not, not good for the battery yeah so i wonder mm. how this will this system will work i know that it will work because it's not like dumbasses are going around making this technology but uh it is mighty complicated in my opinion eh? some serious tech yeah they gotta sort it out eh? so talking about serious tech every tech do you know who every tech is every tech is a computer components and, and fully built computer and laptop distributor in south africa you oh. buy laptops from EveryTech, you can buy computer components from EveryTech, you can buy screens, you can buy mouses, keyboards, you name it, accessories. They have quite a stock um, and they have really, really, really good pricing. In fact, I have bought most of my computer-based equipment from EveryTech in the past. I probably spent quite a bit of cash with them. And they're currently in a major computer component controversy because a, uh, a an individual brought to my broadband's attention through a post on the popular Facebook community group ZA Gaming Alliance. The poster explained he received a new motherboard from EveryTech, but the board's CPU pins, pins were bent sideways. And he also said that the CPU received was not in its original box and only in bubble wrap. Whoops. So that's a bit of a that's a bit of a thing as well. So EveryTech, funny enough, actually denied selling the poster, the motherboard. So I don't know why the poster believes that he bought the, the motherboard from EveryTech, but EveryTech seems f- certain that he didn't buy that motherboard that mm. had the bent pins on it. But the greater concern was that the CPU was just kind of loosely packaged and sent over. So with this controversy, 
um, there's like a whole thing about well why you know why was it not sold in its original packaging uh, my broadband ended up reaching out to other various computer manufacturer uh, computer distributors computer component distributors in South Africa and they all explained their process behind shipping shipping CPUs without any packaging and it's essentially uh, the manufacturers create what they call OEM or tray CPUs which are CPUs for building rigs and things like that because the people that are building a rig like if you go buy a custom built PC you're not going to receive every box for every item. Mm. So sometimes they'll ship yeah. it without boxes to make it even cheaper. And as such, I believe that maybe Evitech was selling some of these processes but not labeling them correctly. So I would also be pretty irritated if... Imagine you bought a pair of new earphones, super expensive, 5,000, 6,000 rand pair of headphones, and they came just like in a box that's unbranded, just mm. rolled up yeah, in no, bubble wrap. Yeah, no, that's not cool. No. You're not going to be happy as a consumer. Even if you mm. don't plan on keeping the box, you still want it. So they're going to be in a little bit of hot water until they can figure out exactly what's going on there. And naturally, with things like this, as one person complains, now everybody who's had yeah. anything to do with anything <laughs> comes out of the out woodwork. Out of the woodwork, yeah. To, <laughs> to explain their concern yep. about this lack of uh, professionalism, so to speak. So we're going to see what happens there. We'll keep keep everyone up to date there. Next, we're, we're taking a look at Google. Uh, so, Google owns YouTube, and YouTube has something called YouTube TV. And some of the ads that YouTube TV has been doing is they've been saying that it costs $600 less than cable to have YouTube TV. So, they're basically using an annual fee, and they're comparing it to something like DSTV's annual fee, which you can imagine is quite a lot, eh? Like, yeah. Think about what is DSTV's annual fee at the top package uh well it's close to around one thousand one thousand a month a month yeah. so its annual fee is going to be like twelve thousand fifteen thousand rand a month a year yeah. mm-hmm. a year in, in for dstv so mm. youtube has been running these ads that says youtube tv is like ten thousand rand cheaper than cable and uh, unfortunately the company lost an appeal to overturn a ruling about two commercials for youtube tv as reported by ars technica youtube tv now uh, is not allowed to run any ads that say they cost x amount compared to something like cable tv oh wow they've been completely banned from saying not allowed to say that that. okay which is crazy eh yeah why not they're not naming yeah they're not naming Mm. anyone but that's the that's the note there and then uh while we're talking about cars and stuff, Tesla flips a wireless charging company. So what does that mean? What does it mean when you flip a company? Well, that's when you buy a company and then you sell it again. Yeah. So why like would, you build it up. So why would Tesla buy a wireless charging company and then sell it again? Very strange, right? And in a very short period of time. Tesla Do you doesn't know the need the profits. Here's the answer. So earlier this year, Tesla teased an image of a Model 3 parked on top of what appeared to be a wireless charging pad. Speculation grew when it was reported that Tesla was acquiring Wifurion, a German wireless charging startup known for uh, inductive charging technologies for industrial robots and EVs. So basically large scale wireless charging. And now, just a few months later after that, Tesla has reportedly sold the company to another German company, Pulse. So the really interesting thing here is you can do what's called an acquihire move, which is essentially where you buy a company, put all the engineers under your own company's payroll, and then sell the rest of the assets. So we can actually assume that Tesla probably bought Wifurion, 
took all the engineers and then sold my Furion again without the engineers. <laughs> and like, well, let me ask you, if you were buying a company, second-hand no. company, without any of its original engineers, would you buy it? No. So who did they sell it to? I don't know. But someone thought it'd be worthwhile buying my Furion back from Tesla after they'd literally dissected their engineering workforce. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like selling a KFC without the chicken. So there's the story of how <laughs> Tesla flipped a wireless charging company. Literally bought and sold the company. You can do a lot when you have a lot of money. Just so they could get the engineers. Yeah, you can play a lot when you have a lot of money. Imagine you're a company owner and you've come to realize like, damn, you know, Tesla actually just bought my company so they mm. can get my engineers. Maybe I should hold on to those engineers. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure that, you know, whatever they paid was more than what they should have paid. So. Yeah. They paid pretty well, I'm sure. So yeah. whoever that is can retire like 40, 50 times. <laughs> Generational wealth, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Listen, but the iPhone um, the iPhone 15, yes. uh, you know, that uh, we spoke about it last week. Uh, they said they're going to roll out uh, a software update. Yes. And then <laughs> they rolled out the software update this week. Yes. Did you hear the latest? No, please tell me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, I've never seen a problematic iPhone like this one. This is r really something else, hey? Really. I don't know who said release it. It wasn't ready to be released. So, okay, so the iOS 17.0.3, that was a software update was released so it fixed a fast charging issue okay with the phone so great when that's a yeah. fix but some people are still experiencing the ongoing heat problems where the phone <laughs> overheats plus it has now resulted in a new issue as well. <laughs> no, what's the new issue? So, yeah, so you solved one issue, but you created another issue now. There's a new screen burn-in issue. Burn-in. That's yeah. worse. Can you just explain to us, what I understand screen burn-in is, is where you have a, like a static image on the screen for a while, and then afterwards it sort of burns into the image. You can see like the ghost, the shadow of it while you're watching something else. Is that what screen burning is? So I'll explain screen burning with an example. Uh -huh. So the one time I went to a friend of mine's house and I turned on his DSTV, <laughs> okay? And no matter what channel I was on, you know when you when you push the arrows and you can see all the channels in one place where you can go down yes, or grid. horizontal? Yeah, yeah. That grid was burnt into the TV. So someone left it on there so for someone really left long. it on that screen. And because he left it on that screen, although it wasn't that screen, you could still see that that screen was there underneath the other image that you're watching on whatever channel you're watching it on. So it was an old plasma TV issue, mm. I think. That yeah, 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 you you're right. If you plasma TV on a static image for too long, yeah. that image would remain there yeah. indefinitely. Forever, like a Forever. ghost image. Like a ghost image, yeah. like a low opacity image. Yes. Terrifying. Yes, so um, this is now happening to the iPhones. Wow burning in into the screen not everybody just some people and it's still overheating but hey at least the fast charging issue has been solved whatever that was i didn't even know <laughs> that was <laughs> now it charges extra fast so that the charging symbol doesn't stay on the screen for too long <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> listen this that's is crazy you know, I was reading an article the other day about how uh, Apple CEO had to make a drastic decision, which China didn't appreciate very much, where they're moving some of their manufacturing outside of China. 
And I just think it's very interesting that they have what seems to be manufacturing related faults at a time when they're doing a massive change over of manufacturing. So exactly. I, I don't know if that's the case, but if I've learned anything very from suspicious. this, maybe China's manufacturing isn't as bad as it's made out to be. I mean, if they're building these iPhones, 15 of them, robust as it gets, and on the 16th one or the iPhone 15, on that iPhone, because they changed their manufacturers, you have all these widespread issues. I think China does a pretty good job manufacturing, to be honest, even though they manufacture cheap stuff as well. Considering the high-end devices that they manufacture and the and the fault rate, like the sheer yeah. one in one million iPhone 14s probably had a massive issue. Mm. Whereas here we're just seeing probably something more like fifteen thousand in every one million mm. has like catastrophic failure faults. Um, and then, nobody died, not no, yet, not yet. So, some people have sunburn from their phone. Uh, well, he's heat stroke. Heat <laughs> stroke. Third degree heat stroke from my new iPhone. <laughs> Listen, yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, I didn't expect it from a, a posh company like no. Apple. Hey? No. Really didn't expect that. No. I mean, maybe I, maybe I could expect it from Samsung. Because Apple users see Samsung users as beneath them. <laughs> have you noticed that before? What? How Apple users see Samsung users as beneath them. Yeah, it's a very. I've seen that before. I've a, seen it. I can, I can see your snobbery and your judgmental looks <laughs> when you look at me with your brand new iPhone <laughs> and you look at my Samsung and you're like, mm, I've got an iPhone. Well, at least my phone doesn't burn me, you know. That being said, but I mean, if I look at anyone with like a Motorola or, you know, Nokia, I'm definitely not putting them in the same category as me and my Samsung. Yeah. Know? And I feel, I feel down when I look at iPhone <laughs> users. Yeah. Like I don't speak up in a room full of iPhone users. They know more than I do. Yeah. Definitely. There's always this Android versus Apple that's been going on. <laughs> Some people are very passionate about this law, this this uh, this war. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. stand by what. Now they I've like. seen that before. Like the moment you show your Samsung, they like. Mm. I I like iTunes though on iOS. To be yeah. honest, look, it is Before it is Spotify. brilliant. It, it's nice. It's streamlined. I even love the Mac computers, the MacBooks. Especially yeah. the new ones. They're stunning. They're just built fantastically, and they have great audio. It's flawless. And the other day I went onto a business call with someone and he changed over his mic from his phone to his laptop. And I said, geez, you know, what laptop is this that sounds so high quality studio so it sounded really good. MacBook Pro. It's probably it's like a little brand integrated new, mic. Yeah, brand new. studio quality sound. Wow. From the mic. That's impressive. It's wow. a little tiny mic. You know, we yeah. have our mics. If you see our studio mics, they're large things. It's like a basically a giant ice cream. Yours, yours looks like an ice cream. <laughs> yeah, mine looks like a. I don't know. It's hanging from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're. It's just hanging. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like you know those apples on a stick with the caramel. Yes. What do you call it? Yeah, those it's like that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Toffee Tim, apple. Not such a thin stick. Toffee apple. Yeah. Speaking of, is it time for a music break? Yes, it is. Okay. Let's go for some music, and then we come back with the final stretch. People dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow, out the window, I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice. Roll their eyes, what doesn't kill me makes me want you more 
Welcome back to Take Plus. Uh, we are now in the final stretch of uh, this week's uh, wrap of uh, the biggest tech stories. Kane, what's next on the agenda? Are you ready for some big money news? Always. Big money news. Open AI. Obviously, if we're talking about big money, it's got to be talking about AI. And we knew AI would pop in somewhere. It's, it can't escape. Exactly. Um, Open AI's revenue is on pace to reach $1.3 billion a year. Open AI's ChatGBT. Right? So any anything ChatGBT related is... OpenAI. And uh, the ChatGPT operator, which made $28 million in revenue last year, could be reaching the $100 million revenue mark each month in 2023. It is crazy. They made $28 million in revenue for the whole of last year, and they're approaching $100 million in revenue for each month of 2023. Sure. That is phenomenal growth it really shows how much growth there's been there and uh, since partnering with microsoft OpenAI's gbt large language models have made it not just an integral piece of microsoft's latest products but also um, llms for many companies interested in exploring generative ai so that's that's absolutely crazy then the next thing is microsoft has completed its activision blizzard acquisition meaning call of duty is now a part of Xbox, which is crazy because Call of Duty's always been a PlayStation exclusive. You never played Call of Duty on an Xbox as far as mm. I can remember. And now for the first time and for about many, many, many billions of dollars for the first time, Call of Duty is now part of Xbox. And for anyone that doesn't remember, uh, Microsoft was actually going through quite a lot of hoops to get this 68.7 billion dollar deal through where they had um, various uh, trading commissions and things like that and competition markets and authorities just saying no 
there's no way we're allowing one megacorp to basically acquire another megacorp to equal mega monopoly, right? But it's gone through 68.7 billion dollars to acquire Activation, Activision Blizzard, which is the publisher of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. Sure. This is a massive company. It's a massive acquisition. Yeah, that's, that's massive, eh? It's sure. absolutely huge. I mean, it's more expensive than Twitter. Exactly. I was going to say just, that now. Just to put it yeah, in Yeah, it's more expensive than Twitter. This is a, more, a bigger acquisition than the Twitter acquisition, which is arguably one of the biggest of the last two years. Yeah, exactly. Um, no. In terms of mainstream product acquisition. So, yeah, Microsoft buying... <laughs> 70 but i can't even fathom spending 70 billion i mean elon musk made it happen through loans and going to exactly to various other parties but this company just offloaded a massive amount of money and we're talking about the makers of windows Mm -hmm. right The, the the actual massive computer conglomerate that we know as microsoft has uh is now is now owning um call of duty which is absolutely crazy absolutely mad um other big money news has to do with biden administration that's now passed a seven billion dollars for hydrogen hubs so the biden administration will need to cut costs and clean up production to make hydrogen a viable clean energy alternative but that being said they will funnel seven billion dollars into seven different hubs for hydrogen production across the u.s and it's part of president joe biden's plan to transition the nation to clean energy even though the environmental benefits of hydrogen still hinge on overhauling the way the fuel is traditionally made hydrogen combustion creates water vapor unlike fossil fuels that release greenhouse gas emissions when burned this uh, that's seen as especially valuable for cleaning up aviation maritime shipping and heavy industries like steel that are more difficult to run on renewable energies and batteries so basically what it's saying is instead of generating electricity by producing greenhouse gases we generate electricity by producing water not bad eh biden yeah not bad water vapor so he's dishing out seven billion dollars into that and it's going live in the us and i think it's very important for us to try speedily transition to some degree of reduced greenhouse emissions because if some people believe there's no such thing as global warming and things like that climate change climate crisis and and all that's well and good and you're entitled to believe that but at the end of the day if we don't try and at least reduce some of the footprint that we're making if it is true we're in dire trouble not us but three generations from now look at the flooding look at the fire do you think somebody's messing with the weather because some people really believe there's like a control center where they manipulate the weather you see someone weather patterns a a titanic submarine a titan submarine controller and they're just button mashing at the moment (laughs) just absolutely it feels like it hey jersey on jersey off hot cold hot cold can't make up its mind it can't make up its mind so there's still some more stuff as well um ai again has brought back the voice of a deceased cyberpunk 2077 actor from phantom liberty so what does that mean that means a while ago a game by the name of cyberpunk 2020 2077 was made which is a game like gta but it's based in like cyberpunk futuristic super tech innovated city and uh, one of the voice actors died and passed away and here we have ai that's brought back this voice for another release and i don't know how i feel about that you know if i was the family maybe i'd feel good 
you know, I always think if I could if I could play a game and, and one of my relatives that had passed away was in the game, would I play it just so I can hear their voice or would I find it very, very disturbing and strange? Yeah, and it probably doesn't sound exactly like them. No, it's not know. exactly like them. Exactly. I've seen some AI where it, it just... It's, it's, it's just not... There's definitely AI that doesn't work, but convincing. remember, you can generate AI, like you can generate a picture of someone that, and it looks like a real person. Like it just looks exactly There's like this new person. thing where people upload their photos and it makes like a yearbook of, of their photos where it looks like, you know, what you looked like in primary school, high school, what? college, whatever. With AI. And, and I must say that really looks amazing, eh? With AI. With AI. Please, you have to send that to me. I have to see that. that it looks crazy. crazy. We must we must do it as well. You just need a, a headshot of yourself and it will take you back to school. Wow. You know, I have like to see some that. people still have hair and that is absolutely insane. Yeah. I have to I have to I have to see that. And there's like that's a great data model to train AI on as well because I mean mm. if you just have pictures of a person growing up and you can train AI on that and you train everybody's pictures growing up with AI in the same amount of time in between it, it would actually You see it and the lighting and everything, it's so so good. It's so convincing. Like people actually think that everybody's posting their old college photos now. But that is it's actually just generated mad. now. Yeah. Absolutely mad. And before we close the last topic is a Starlink page has launched to promote a cellular service coming in 2024. So it looks like Starlink will be releasing a mobile telecommunications solution. So we should have the Starlink version of Vodacom where instead of connecting to land-based cell towers, you're just connecting straight to satellites. You're talking through space. Through space. That's, a, that's quite a nice thought. Yeah. Knowing that your voice is going through space, eh? Not bad, Instead of eh? just a cell phone tower that's on I can finally call myself a space traveler. Yeah. Your voice <laughs> is out there in space. Who knows who's picking it up? Aliens are listening to it. Like, yeah, they're probably going to love listening to our call. <laughs> so SpaceX published a new webpage to promote its upcoming Starlink direct-to-cell service that plans to offer cellular connectivity to existing LTE phones via satellite. The website, which PCMag reports went live earlier this week, notes that the service will initially be limited to texting services in 2024 with voice and data functionality following in 2025 alongside support for IoT devices. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Very cool. And on that note... On that note, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to end. Yeah, it's time to end it, bro. Christmas is coming. <laughs> Don't we get we must start making our, uh, our Christmas tech wish lists. Oh, send yes. it to sponsors, you know. <laughs> Be hopeful. <laughs> Tesla Model Y. <laughs> Tesla Powerwall. <laughs> well, I mean, you can try, you know. Yeah, you can only try. It doesn't cost you anything. Tesla, if you're listening, you know where to send your, your next product. <laughs> Cybertruck. That's going on the wow. list. Yeah. Even a Starlink, you know, internet solution might yeah. be nice, you know. Yeah, I think we should we should like closer to Christmas like make a list of what you want. You know it's not possible, but just make a list of if you, you know, were able to, what would you like order? Let's do it. Like a, a Tesla, I would also order a Tesla Powerwall. You know? Something for next week. Yes. Perfect. Or, or closer to Christmas, we'll see. Take it as it comes. Yeah. Thanks, Kane. That was another great Take Plus. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Thank you very much. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening. And we'll see you Absolutely. next week. Absolutely. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.
one that we haven't even met yet But you've been filling up the spaces in my head Every minute, every second Oh, I've got all these questions, yeah Are you a blonde or brunette? Part of me wants to know, but I don't want to guess where we'll meet Online or on the street Or through a mutual friend that says that we're meant to be Oh, I've been let down so many times I can tell wrong from right, I know it If someone's out there feeling the same I don't care if I have to wait Oh, when I find Gracie I know that you'll be the one to save me From that broken heart Come take me far away from my loneliness Hoping that somebody like you exists Yeah, Gracie I know it's delusional But maybe you could play that part Come take me far away from my loneliness Only you could show me what I've missed, yeah Will it be love at first sight? Or have I known you since grade five? But our stars haven't aligned I play our future in my dreams And I'm hoping that it's closer than right now it seems to be, yeah Oh, I've been let down so many times I can tell wrong from right, I know it If someone's out there feeling the same I don't care if I have to wait Oh, when I find crazy know that you'll be the one to save me from my broken heart Come take me far away from my loneliness Hoping that somebody like you exists Gracie, I know it's delusional But maybe you could play that part Come take me far away from my loneliness Only you could show me what I've missed I know that you'll be the one to save me from my broken heart Take me away from my loneliness, so oh, take me away, oh take me away yeah. I know it's delusional, but maybe you could play that part Come take me far away from my loneliness, only you could show me what I've missed, yeah.